You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello. Welcome to the T-Shay Show. I'm Tika. And today, um, first of all, is the first day that we are on air during Black History Month. So, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, we have a lot lined up for this month. Yeah, we have a lot lined up this month, Dave. We have a lot of talent that's going to be coming. And, um, today we have Robin the writer that is coming on the show and she's going to tell us a lot about what she does, uh, the material that she has written and stage plays and everything like that. Um, and Saturday we have Shannon Bryant coming on to the show so i'm looking forward to seeing her saturday i know that name for some reason really yeah she's uh she she is a motivational speaker she's yeah she's an actress she does a lot you know so i'm excited um let me see oh and here's another thing dave uh i have another co-host coming on what a surprise Yes, I'm happy. Uh, Miss Tish, she's going to be our co-host for uh, on Thursdays. Cool. And, you know, she's she's going to bring it. I'm excited to have her on the show and everything like that. Um, I'm going to call Robin and tell her to come in. Oh, I can just go get her. Okay, okay thank you. So what's up, the T-Shay viewers? Hi, Robin. How are you? Nice for you to join us today on the T Shay Show. I'll wait for you to get situated. Thank you. You ready? Okay. Hello, Robin the Writer. Hi. I'm good. Well, um, 
like I said, I'm glad to have you on the Tisha show. And, you know, I have uh, did a little research, you know, on okay. you. And I must say that you are talented. Thank you. And I am very interested. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, tell us, you know, tell some of our viewers who may not know Robin the Writer. What is it that you have done? Uh, what material? Name some books. Um, just tell us about what you got going on. Okay. Uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm Robin the Writer. I'm um, from Detroit, Michigan, by way of Huntington, New York. Okay. Um, Yes, that's why I was born in Huntington, New York. And I've written, I've self-published four books of my own. And I've also edited and I think I edited like two for and published for two other people. And I've wrote and edited for two other people. So I think four additionals. And I've done a couple of stage plays. I turned my book into a stage play, Tragedy. I wrote a book called Tragedy, Who Are We Inviting Into Our Lives? And I turned it into a stage play, which I've done twice. And uh, I did a couple of more stage plays, uh, one titled Side Chicks, one titled Boaz is Coming, and I co-wrote a play called Scatter Hearts. Scatter Hearts? Yes. Okay. Um, where have you did these plays at? I done the music hall. Scatter Hearts was at the music hall. Okay. And that is the biggest venue that I play so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to more, but I've also did the Northwest Activity Center and I've always utilized the African American Museum. Okay, that's a good thing. Could you tell us about uh tragedy? Tragedy. Who are we? Which is your book into our lives? <laughs> uh tragedy was uh it's based on a true story. Okay. Okay, based. Like I took some of a true story and turned it into a book and it was just about a situation with a female that was involved. Uh, with whose um, boyfriend that she even thought she was pregnant by. And it turned out to be another female. Mm. Okay. Did you turn tragedy into a stage play? Tragedy was a stage play twice. Really? Yes. It once at the Northwest Activity Center and once at the African American Museum. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Um, are there any other books that you have written? Yes, I have a uh, ghetto psychotherapy, which is a woman's self-help guide throughout the relationships. And it also comes with a workbook. So the workbook counts as a book also. And then I have my new book, which is called Know His Voice, Recognizing the Voice of God When You Hear It, which is coming out this weekend. I will be doing uh, some pre-orders okay. uh, on Facebook, on my Facebook page. Okay. Um, what motivated you to write? What motivated me to write was um, reading urban literature and basically knowing that I was just tired of it and that I could maybe do a little better. Yeah. Maybe. Because I stay humble. <laughs> maybe. maybe. A little better. <laughs> so I, I took a chance on myself. Chances sometimes make champions. Yes. Okay. Yes, a chance on myself. And I, I tried to publish through, uh, regular publishing houses and I kept getting denied. So I just did a little research, like, what does it take to be a publisher? And once I found that out, I was like, I could do this myself. 
Yeah. So basically, you know, once you learn a marketing strategy and with social media, you can make some things happen. happen. Yes, you can. Okay. Well, tell us about, uh, give us a, give the viewers of the Tisha show a synopsis of ghetto psychotherapy. Ghetto psychotherapy. When people hear the word ghetto, they always... Is that your second... Tell us what... Uh, that Ghetto Psychotherapy was my first book. Okay. And, and it it came from a lot. It came from personal things. It came from always hearing uh, friends and friends of friends, always crying and whining about relationships. And what should I do? And and this happened and that happened. And how do I handle it? And it's, it's so basic and, and ghetto is just not a, it's not a neighborhood. You can be a billionaire and you can be ghetto if you think low, if you just talk, act. It's, it's a way. It's, it's a way of life. That's what ghetto is. And psychotherapy is just basically if something is wrong mentally, therapy is fixing it. Psycho, something's wrong. Therapy fix it. Mm. Fix it. Okay. That definitely sounds like a page turner. Ghetto psychotherapy is more of a, a, a it's self help because it's self reflection. I also wrote a workbook with that one. Okay, it's a workbook because I basically feel like if people, if you get along to yourself, you can read the chapter and I ask questions. You can write them down. Hmm. I mean, you can write your answers that pertain to you, okay. not the answers that pertain to what I think of you or how you might feel about me, um, the answers that pertain to Robin. So that's what I did the workbook for, because then when you start, it it has a chapter that says make a list of what you want. What do you want? Sometimes people don't even know what they want. A lot of and times. Once you, know, once you know what you want, I hope that you want to accept what you don't want. Right. You know, a lot of times we just take what we can get. Mm-hmm. That's not. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's called settling. And settling, I don't think that, you know, that's a good thing. Like Selling that. is not a good thing because I like chocolate cake. Okay. Know? And so I'm not selling for vanilla. Vanilla, just because that's all you have. Right. I'm going to go to another store and I'm going to get some chocolate because that's what I like. Okay. It's like, so if I get you liver, you eat liver? No, I don't okay. eat liver. So if you, I get you liver, you're going to eat it? No, I'm not going to eat liver. <laughs> That's not my preference of food. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. What's your next move, Robin? My next move is to finish this movie that I've been shooting. Okay. Movie talk. Let's yes, get it. Let's get it to it, girl. Movie. I have a brother that's incarcerated, and he sent me a movie script, and I put my own spin on it he gave me full creative control okay so that's like everything so i've been i actually shot up to two scenes the third scene no third yeah the third scene is in a it's it's a park it's a barbecue so i'm waiting on spring oh okay now um let me ask you a question would you be would you be interested in writing a like a saga with other authors yes you yes, would be totally is, open to that. That is that is something I totally want to do. Okay. I totally want to get together with writers and write together. Because I don't know why, but here in Detroit that I know, it's like we do a little of this, a little of that, a little of this. And 
you know, we accomplish a little of this, a little of that. And I think that we can collectively come together and accomplish more. You know, I do. I do, too. You know, I really do think that would be like a great thing. But we have to come out of that mentality of that crab in the bucket mentality. Yes. That for one and for two, I think people always worried about how much, how much they put in. Like me personally, I'll, I'll write a whole script and, and I'll tell you what to do. I don't even, you don't even have to put my, what'd you tell me? What'd you tell me? I will tell you what to do. I'll be like, you do this, you do that. You put that there. My name, it's just not important to me that my name is there and my face is all on the, the, um, the, the poster. And, and, you know, and I'm all like, I'm Jesus. Like, no, I'm not. I just love my work. I love to do this. And I love to see other people work. And I love to see the look on people's face when they say, I never done nothing like this before. And they get out on that stage and they shine. That is a beautiful thing. I love that. Um, now I was going to ask you, um, is there anybody like in your, in the industry that you would like to work with, collab with, you know, just your dream person that you, if you could collab and write a book with anyone, who would it be? Write a book. Or write a book, I movie. I'd like to work with, let me see. Well, I have worked with Tim McCall. I, I love working with Tim McCall. And I actually want to work with Tim McCall again. Okay. But I am also open to work with, I don't know if you heard of Mark Hunter. He's a good writer. He he He's a, definitely a good writer. And um, Dennis Reed is also a good a good, a good writer. Yeah, I'm familiar definitely with Dennis Reed. We had him here on the show. Did you? Yes, we had Dennis here on the show. Yes. Um, but yeah, I agree. You know, he's talented as well. Um, now, what you told me, you know, during our briefing was, and it, it it made sense. You said, if you love to do something, you will do it for free. But if you love it, you know, and you're good at it, the money will come to you. Yeah, you'll never work another day. Anymore. Yeah, that's what you said. You said you never work another day. Never work another day in your life. Because it won't be work to you. Yeah. When you're doing what you love, it, it's not work. Mm-hmm. I agree. So what do you feel? How do you feel about uh, black women empowerment? Black women empowerment. Since this I is Black History Month. like. Or women in general. I'm not just going right. to sit here because and just say know, black. And I'm happy that you said that. Yeah. Because I had a radio show and it was called Black Woman Magic. And I decided to take that away because one of my best friends is not black. Right. And, and I have friends that's not I'm black. Like, how would she feel, you know, if she had to come on? I just want to take take ethnicity out of it and say women are magical period, period. that we are we and are, i totally agree we are magical so period. that's why and women empowerment has become very big yeah i think we run things you know really like we're the strength to a point to a point not physical because strength but physical not physical point. strength yeah, right. because we need our men yeah and you know i had dedicated the week before last, I dedicated my whole Facebook page to empowering men. Every morning I got up and I said a positive message to men in general. And um, I asked a few ladies that I knew. I was like, could you go come on with me and put a post up about men? Uh, something really nice to make men feel good about themselves. I got a lot of response from men that was like, thank you. It was like, this year is starting off okay already. Thank you, sister. 
but I got a lot of negativity asking women to do that. They were like, oh, why should we glorify them? And I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of of all the negativity about men and there's no good men and there's this and this. There are good men. That is not the truth. There are great men Mm -hmm. out here. And there are men that just need a little guidance. Yeah. No. They do need you have some men that needs a little guidance and then And we have some that need a lot. Yes, and we have some women that need some direction. <laughs> oh, a whole yes, lot of it. You right, hear me? Right. But um, you know, it's good people everywhere, I think. Exactly. And you just have to read the soul, you know, not necessarily read the soul, but energy. You have to match energy. And a person can pick up on bad energy. Yes. A person can pick up on a person that has a like their whole persona is just seems pure, you know. Right. And that's up to uh, the discretion of whoever, you know what I'm saying, exactly. you getting involved with. But um, on another note, let's talk about love. Love. Yes, Ooh. let's talk about love. Okay. Since she's chilling on the T Shay show with me today. Oh well, black love. I like black love. I love I love, you know, black marriages. Not even I'm marriages, period. Right. You know what I mean? But um being for real about it, honestly, you know, is not a lot of two parent house households in our culture i don't think in our culture yes because i suppose a lot of us come from one parent households households and you know the trickle down effect like you just cannot be too strong even though i predominantly raised my children alone i did not instill in them that that is the way it was supposed to go. It's just the way that it went. Okay. You know, I, 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 um, wanted them to pursue marriage before children. You know, I, I wanted them to have a family. Okay. And, and work things out. And I didn't want them to be like me. And I, and I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I have a daughter that's been married 10 years. Okay. And she has two children. That's a blessing. And yes. And then I have a daughter that um, was engaged. She's not engaged now. That was a lesson. But, was a lesson. <laughs> but uh, she called parents very well. Okay. They called parents very well. And so therefore, I'm pretty sure that in the future, she'll get married. I mean, if that's her heart desire. And yeah. But um, so that's why, and then we have a lot of um, women trying to raise men. Okay, now let me stop you there. Okay, okay. Uh, remember when we were just talking about mm-hmm. like you have some women that's when you were like giving um, you know, complimenting men on your social media. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had a good reaction out of some people and then you had a negative reaction exactly. out of other people now the women that may have had that negative reaction and was like why do we have to you know uh basically give them compliments or you know do any say anything good about men maybe it's because they had an a bad encounter with a man that is could have been possibly raised by a woman or vice versa could have only been raised by his dad and if that's the case, I mean, as far as any child, I think they need a balance. You know what I'm saying? Because they need a balance. You do. You know, um, well, where I grew up, it was a guy that was raising his children. Him and his wife had 
divorce. And he kept the boys, and I think she took the girl. It was a girl and a couple. He kept the boys, and, and then I had my my daughter, and my niece, and his boys. They went to school together, and um, uh, he. Well, report card time came, and his son gave my daughter seven dollars. Okay, and his other son gave my niece. Four, 13 or 14 dollars mm-hmm. so i was like where's money come from and they was like yeah uh you know those are our little friends or whatever so i was like had to explain that i'm like you're her boyfriend right you know that's you 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 guys are like like maybe it was in elementary school oh no no boyfriends so i walked down to their house because they lived on the corner i walked down there and i spoke with the young man and um uh he was a caucasian gentleman okay and his wife was black and um, so I was telling him what happened. And he said, well, yeah, I know. They told, they came home and they told me that. He said, I told them they were setting themselves up for a lot of disappointment in life, but it's their money. They earned it for their poor cars. They can do what they want to do with it. Mm. I said, no, they can't give it to my daughter and my niece. That's with the kid. Right. You know, because I don't know what. You, you know, don't allow that. Here, but we don't do that. Here. Right. Okay. And, and he didn't understand it. And he never liked me from that point on. Mm. You know, like, and what was your reason? I mean, I, I, if I don't have daughters, I don't have any girls. I have two boys, but, um, you know, what was your reason for not allowing that? It was just very inappropriate. I agree in elementary, but you know, as a a boy's mom, I may let things slide more so. Okay. Uh yeah, I may 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 let things slide because they're boys, you know. But if I had girls, it it'd, it'd be different. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Because like, what are you paying for? You're right. You know, you in elementary school. Like, what's going on mm-hmm. here? You know. So yeah, and no, I would not have let it slide with my son. I would not have. I have a son. So okay, you would not have let it no. slide because I, I mean, he would have had to explain. Like, what are you doing? What What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah teach you something with that okay um and i you know what i told i agree to some extent but i you know with boys and depending on how they're raised you know they may see their dad you know Give gifting you their mom, mom all the time exactly. and you know so it, because, it, it could have been innocent you're 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 his wife or his girlfriend so once again where's your mind like what are you doing right exactly okay um all right so let's see what else is there anything you want to talk about? Like <clears throat> just just because you mentioned uh, being a playwright and working on a movie and that kind of stuff, how has COVID impacted that for you? Oh gosh, has COVID impacted it? Well, COVID has impacted it to the point of even when I started shooting the movie, um, you know, it used to be we could all gather around, mm-hmm. the whole cast could come together. Now I can only work with who's in this scene. Okay, and, and, and it's kind of difficult because we're used to all being together, collaborating. You see how you see how she did that. You mm-hmm. see her expression. Now you can't do that. Now you can only work with who in this scene, which is gonna make editing like <laughs> oh, right, exactly <laughs> horrible. Yeah. So yes, COVID has, and COVID has impacted the fact that we have to stay six feet apart. Everything's closed down. So I actually had money on a venue. Mm. to do the play i did a play called boaz is coming and i did it at the church first and that was the full dress rehearsal then i turned around and did it at the 
African American Museum and they wanted to do it one more time. That cast was so excited and we wanted to do it one more time for the church. And then COVID hit and so I put my money down and it's fifteen hundred hanging in the balance. They're yeah. not trying to give nothing back. They like, okay, the further date, further down yeah. when you know, whatever, you got a space here. So yes, COVID has impacted it. Tremendously, Tremendously. huh? Tremendously. So I know that you guys don't mask up during filming because, I mean. Well, we stay six feet apart. Okay. You know, we, we practice social distancing. We take a temperature. You, you know. take temperature checks for all the cast? All the- because we only can do who's in this scene. Okay. It's just saying, like, if we were shooting in this, you, him and I in this scene. Mm-hmm. So we practice social distancing, you know, and. You know, like I might be saying something in your face, then now I'm saying something from over right. here. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's something, I mean, even, I mean, I remember reading stuff that, you know, even SAG, you know, the the Actors Guild out in California, you know, with all the all the stuff that has started shooting again, mm-hmm. they're facing the same challenges. You know, they're, they're used to being able to have like full sets and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And no, now you can't have, yeah. you know, 13 runners and, did it, you yeah. know, and, and can't it, do nope. It. Say nope. <laughs> can't do it. Actually, uh, we were rehearsing on the porch. We were, you know, we were rehearsing on the porch. Well, for a scene that had to be at a hotel room, but you know, like I said, every time that guy turned his camera on, that's money. So mm-hmm. we're gonna get this scene right here on this porch mm-hmm. before we go to this hotel, okay? Because yep. when we go to this hotel, I just want you to ace the scene. Let me pay you. Let's go next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. Okay. I absolutely love this. Well, thank you. Um, is there anybody that you would like to work with in the industry? Like, if you could. I mean, not local. Not local. Of course, Tyler Perry. I know. Everybody Tyler wants to. <laughs> I was waiting on you to say that. Everybody wants to work with Tyler Perry. I do plan on taking, I mean, if they're still doing the tour, during, you know, they, they have to tour for the the new studio that he's opened up. Oh, yeah. It's actually a tour in Atlanta. Really? Oh, yes, it is. And I do. And actually, I hear that he's building another home that actually has an airport. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Perry went, blew up huh, from homeless. Mm, yes, he did. Yes, from homeless. Won't God do it? Won't he do it, though? All the time. <laughs> so, um, is there anything, like any advice that you would like to give our young ladies, you know? As far as? As far as any advice. Whatever may come to mind. As far as if they want to write a book, if they want to write a play. If they want to write a book, if they want to write a play, whatever you want to do, you can do it. And don't let no one person, not even me, stop you. Okay. Nobody, because I remember writing a manuscript, which is an unpublished book. And I remember it's like, I need this lady to edit and I need her. And my pastor uh, referred me to someone and I sent her the file and she never got back in touch with me. Okay. And so about three months later, he was like, how'd that go? I said, well, she never got back in touch with me. I'm on hold. He said, hey, you working right now? I'm like, no. He said, okay, get your dictionary and a, and a thesaurus and get the editing because you never let one person hold you up from nothing you keep it moving mm-hmm. she didn't ask you back so what right are you doing? that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah you do it and did you do that yes i did okay and i'm always available to help people i mean it's just what i love i'm I, i'm always available um 
whatever you want to, if you want to write a book, you want me to show you how to do the cover, you want me to show you how to publish it, get it printed, whatever you want to do, you play. I'm always available to help. I'm never the person that doesn't have time to help another person because it's enough room for all of us. It is. And um, going back to what we were talking about, now I'm going to talk to my, the viewers of the T-Shay show. You guys heard her, Robin the Writer, say, uh, and I'm talking to all of writers out there, the directors, um, people like that. You heard her say that she is open for collaboration into about writing a saga. Yes. With other authors, other writers, um, possibly coming together, writing, uh, putting a screenplay or anything together. Right. Yes. So where can they reach you, Robin? How can you they get can at you? reach me at my phone number is 313-327-7896. I have a business phone. I don't even know the number. I just really got it. But I take call, uh, you know, personal calls, business calls. Uh, you can also reach me on Facebook. It's Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, Richardson, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N. And on um, Twitter, I'm not sure, but you can reach me on Facebook and uh, I'll put up my Twitter and actually I'll put up my Twitter and my Instagram on Facebook. Okay. Because I'm not sure. I don't tweet and Instagram a lot. I Facebook a lot, you know. I probably, Facebook a lot too. Telling my age, but you know. No, 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 no. That's not telling your age because I Facebook a lot too. So that's fine. I go live and I rant or I talk about things a lot. I do, especially when something is really like on my mind. I have to talk about it. And that's your and, therapy. Yes. And especially if, if God is telling me something and I just have to do it, I have to. Like, I don't be, I don't want to go on Facebook. Then I'll go on there. And, and, and if it helps somebody, fine. Yeah. And, you know, you, you'll be surprised, you know, um, how your story may help someone else that you might not know. Not only your story, it could be your story. It could be your testimony. It could just be something that's on your mind because we live in a world where people like to shame people about everything. It's like this social bullying and all this stuff. You're so cyber right. Bullying and I don't, I don't even understand cyberbullying because I can hang up <laughs> on you so fast. Or you can and delete, block, block. Button, delete. Yes. You know, all of this. So I don't even understand, but we live in a whole nother generation. And so people not really open to tell people their problems. But if you talk about a problem that if I get on Facebook and talk about a problem that you may be having, and you get an answer that's fine without people knowing that you even have that problem that is how I like to help people I don't want to talk to you about something and then go back and tell everybody what I talked oh I was talking to no. about this no because the bible says that if you do stuff just to get notoriety notoriety then there's your reward there you go that's yep. all you got yep so no and, and I don't do that to people because I wouldn't want it done to me Right. So I'm I'm a full advocate of doing to others as you would like them to do unto you because I have done bad things in my past and it has really come back on me. And every time something came on me, I always knew where that came from. So you know what, Robin? You can't even get mad because remember when you did mm -hmm. that? Yes. At least you you know you're a woman of character, you know? It it, it comes with with wisdom. Mm hmm It comes with wisdom, it comes with time. Comes with time. Oh, here's uh, Dave. This is what we're going to do. Um, I, and now that I'm on air, I'm going to say this. I had already posted it. Um, 
this to my page, but the uh, opinions and expressions of the guests on the T-Shay show does not reflect the views of the T-Shay show. Okay? Y'all heard me say that. Yes. It's so, a pretty standard to Right. But, you know, yeah. is you know. But anywho, so Dave. I mean, not not that you just said anything that blew anybody up or anything. No, 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 no I didn't. That's not what I'm in the business of doing, blowing people up, okay? But I have to, you know, I had to say that. Um, let's see. Anything else, Robin? Yes. I like to say I really, really love, I just keep looking around. I love this. Uh, so, podcast, what is it? Podcast Detroit? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. I would like for all my uh, followers mm. to check this out. This mm. is really nice. Well, this whole plaza is really cool. I like this place. You really? Well, yeah. I mean, it's built entirely out of shipping containers. That's kind I of a cool see. thing. Yeah. Yes. I saw something like that oh. in the Quindercut. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Robin, for stopping by. Talking thank to you us. for having me. I'm straight off work. <laughs> That's okay. I ran over here to be here on time, and uh, I really appreciate it. And once again, my I'll uh, be looking forward to talking to you soon. Okay. okay. All right. I sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye.